Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Type Beam. This is a. This is actually a bonus episode we're doing uh, because Shannon could not be with us on the night we recorded the season three premiere episode, and we really wanted to get her thoughts on the episode and get her involved in this, and felt bad that we we left her out of that. So, um, it would, also, we didn't want you to think we spaced her. <laughs> so, I have been I could, known to. But I didn't. It yeah, sounded yeah. really fake. What's that? I heard how you guys talked about. Come on. <laughs> oh, we feel so bad. Shannon's not here. And then nobody said anything. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. 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 Sure. Okay. Uh, so we're recording this a couple of days later. Um, I think we're recording this the day the episode actually goes live. Um, but uh, like I said, we definitely do want to get Andrea's involved. I'm sorry, Sharon's involvement in this <laughs> and her thoughts on that was not a slip by it was totally by slip. We're um, not interchangeable, Lou. I didn't say you okay. were a boy. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So um glad to have you back, Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> um I assume you watched the episode. I have, yes. I've watched it uh, three Several times, times by now. Yeah, there you go. Good. Just, three times. Just awesome. three. And part of that was because I spent two and a half hours, well, three and a half hours at an airport. So had to, you know, do something with my time. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, now, did you get a chance to hear our thoughts on the episode so far? I did. Uh, I don't remember all of them. Uh well, that's okay because I, I don't was, remember everything I said either. So yeah, I was listening and working on things at the same time. I was editing something as mm -hmm. well, so it was kind of something I was bouncing back and forth with. Cool. Well, actually, why don't we start off with getting your thoughts on the episode itself? Yeah, sure. Um, hold on. Let me. I'm switched to the wrong notes. Ah. <laughs> There's okay. more than one file. I am an open notebook. Let's go. Was it? Is there a question? Do I just talk? No, I just I want to get your thought. You know, overall, I mean, <laughs> were you were you happy with the episode? Did was there something that you were hoping to see and didn't, or, or was this kind of fit in line with yeah. you know, opening up season three for you? Did it right. make you want to break a coffee machine? <laughs> Close. Oh, Close, really? But no. Okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so. I really liked it, which should come as a surprise to no one. Again, I am incredibly easy to please. Um, I really, it's hard because I, I hated and loved the Rossi crew scenes. Um, I had to keep pausing it because, so I watched it um, about an hour or two after it aired on the West Coast because I was out. Um, so I was watching the recorded version from the East Coast, uh, commercials and all. So I had to keep pausing my DVR recording because I was an emotional mess. <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the whole, uh, team of Asarala storyline was very fun. It threw me off a little bit <laughs> because, uh, it seems to pick off, pick up a lot quicker <laughs> than the Rossi crew mm -hmm. storyline did. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine because, you know, in space, time is very, there's a lot of space between ships and everything. So the way, you know, time has passed, you know, I, I, I forgive things like that because the books do that all the time. Sure. Um, especially, uh, the book that some of it should be covered this season. That book did a lot of time tricks. So, you know, I, it, I didn't let it bother me too much, but it did make me laugh a little bit. Okay. Um, but 
yeah, that whole storyline was great. Wanted to punch Aaron Wright, but that's not new. Um, <laughs> I l- I love Sean Doyle, though. I got to give that guy mad props. He's mm-hmm. really good at his job. Yeah. But God, do I want to punch him in the face. Um, that means he's doing his job really well because he's, he's making doing his job that. really yeah. well. Exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty solid episode, especially for our premiere. Um, I really loved that opening scene um, with the like shots over all of um, the quote unquote powers mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. kind of letting you know where we're at if you don't remember where we were at before. Yeah, I thought um, it was a great way to bring everybody back up to speed. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you did know where we were at, I think it kind of solidified some of those positions as well. Right. Uh, especially for those of us who have, you know, things in their head from the books as well as <laughs> the TV show. And there's some slight differences going on there. So letting us know exactly where things stood, um, I thought was a great way to open up that episode. Yeah, and it was it was beautiful too. Oh yes, it was, it was really beautiful. beautiful scene. The visual effects crew outdid out. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I loved how it zoomed out from. I mentioned uh, in our season two recap episode that when the Arbogast comes apart, you can see the screws. Yes, and I loved mm. how he started with the screw. It's yeah. funny because if you didn't see <laughs> it in that, that episode, yeah. you definitely saw it in this one. Yeah, so. they exactly. definitely made it very clear that this thing was torn apart to like the tiniest pieces. Mm-hmm. And it was a great um, way to bring us back into that part of the storyline as well. I think I mentioned this on the mm-hmm. other episode that if you had forgotten <laughs> about what was going on on <laughs> Venus, you know, this kind of brought you back there because that really hasn't been a major topic on the show. Yeah. Right. To tell you the truth. And, in the books, it becomes really important, and I'm glad they're not yeah. letting that go and keeping us up to date on that. Yeah, I think, you know, since I did, I just read the book, um, all that Venus stuff comes down to Avasarala's storyline, and her storyline was very more Mars-focused on the show because that was an immediate thing, and it took more time. The, the Venus thing is something that's hard to come across with, without that internal monologue that she had throughout Mm. those chapters. So like I didn't blame them for it having that menacing, like in the background in, in in the back of Avasarala's head this entire time this is happening. I didn't blame them for that. Um, Cause you know, there are other characters who suffer from similar issues because their internal monologues were taken away, but you know, it was a great way to bring it back and remind you that it was happening because they just they had other characters deal with it rather than Avasarala. So if you weren't paying attention to those storylines, this just brought it right back with a sucker punch. Right. Um, it's like, hey, you should have paid attention. <laughs> um, exactly. So because I think it's easier to pay attention to when it's, you know, a quote unquote faith. So in the books, it's easier to follow because, oh, it's Avasarala. She's talking about we love her. But in the show, it's these like random dudes that fight all the time. And one of them is like friends with her. So it it was nice to kind of bring it back in that way with that horrifying visual of a ship coming apart in orbit. Yeah. It was terrifying. So one thing we discussed in the last episode that I really want to get your thoughts on um, was the interaction of the crew. And, mm-hmm. the, and the character development. And, you know, yes. to, to me, a, a great story is nothing without good character development. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things we focused on on this show. Um, so we had Naomi being treated differently than I would have expected her to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that in the show of how, how she was being almost like 
not even dealt with really, but you know, it, yeah. I expected more anger than that. Did did you find mm-hmm. that a little disconcerting, or was that what you expected? So, I'm going to come in with what I felt because I've already listened to the churn on this one, um, which Stephen was the guest on. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll I'll loop back around to okay his explanation. But when I watched it, I here's what I I expected. Holden and Amos's reactions to be flipped. Um, though thinking back on it, I really shouldn't be that surprised. Um, cause Holden is kind of a bottle up your emotions kind of person. And then it just explodes when you finally like poke him the wrong way. When you right. finally um, get a coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Coffee tantrums. Um, but I, I was shocked that, you know, Amos was already ready to get, get the hell out. Um, and while, while Alex was treating her with hostility, he still wanted to fix things, but I couldn't tell if it's Holden he wanted to fix or the crew. I think by the end of the episode, it's almost the crew. I think Alex is the first one who's going to come around, but, um, you know, Holden in retrospect, I feel like I should have expected, um, because it's hard to just shut somebody out that you care about. You feel like you still owe them something, even if it's not your complete self. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the fact that he was still willing to talk to her, he didn't talk to her with a ton of hostility, but he obviously dreaded being near her. Um, that None of that really surprised me. And then, of course, he took it out on the coffee machine instead. Um, <laughs> His beloved which, coffee machine, which is also all the more spreading. Yeah. He just tore that thing apart. He's, well, to be fair, it wasn't cooperating either, and it's it's probably a lot better for your interpersonal relationships to punch the inanimate objects over the people. Until you need it to fight pirates, and then that's a problem. Yeah, until pirates. Then then you have a real dilemma on your hands. Um, but, yeah, and, and what what's really interesting is for me, I was really torn over the last scene. Um, because while I didn't think it was fair to just steamroll Naomi at the same time, God, it's such a relief to finally see book Holden. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, there's been glimpses, but the fact that like, you know, we see, we have Holden has a windmill and finally, and it's something he actually can tilt at. And so to see his drive, the fact that he <laughs> investigated it mm-hmm. um, and then just talked with such like power and passion, just like, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. I was just like, oh, my God, it's him. Like even the even Steven's voice sounded different. And I was just like, oh, we made it. it took two seasons. We got him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that especially that last interaction, the um, uh, this isn't about you. That that part of the conversation really broke my heart a little bit for both of them, um, especially Naomi. I don't understand. I mean, I kind of get why she's driven to not help Prax anymore. Um, I know she wants to be safe. I know she wants to get off the Rossi um, and she wants them to be safe. So but it's still kind of shocking that she's so adamant that they not help Prax. Um, especially because that is what they promised. Holden's not wrong. 
Um, Amos especially promised. Amos blank said to him that they would find her. Um, so that that last bit especially really got me, especially when he said, like, I don't I don't give a damn about the proto molecule anymore. Mm. Um that that whole bit really, really got me. But it's it's tough. It's a struggle. Yep. Um and you know, it's very, it's very human, you know, like the and the ways that they're the ways and the reasons that they're all hurting is different. Holden's hurt straight up from the lie. Um, not necessarily that she did it, just the fact that she deceived him to him, like in his face, and then lied to him for weeks after getting upset with him for hiding something. Um Amos is just his trust is shattered, but also he's angry that she went against the crew. And Alex is angry because, oh, well, I wanted to give it to Mars, but I didn't lie about it. Like, yeah. it's kind of a mixed bag of emotions, and all of them are coming from different places in their relationships with Naomi. And it feels real and human. And, you know, it just, it hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt. And, you know, now that I've heard the churn, um, Stephen specifically said that Holden doesn't want to show any kind of intimacy towards her because he wants to protect himself now from further hurt and it's just like oh god this sucks (laughs) this really sucks but i have faith it'll be fixed like i said i think i think alex is going to be the first to come around um especially after his you know that beautiful message to his family right that that was nice um that was really nice so We'll see. We got a lot ahead of us. We know Holden is going to yell at her. It was just the first the episode. So we've got the whole rest it's of the, the season. It's the first trailer. Yeah. You know, and there was more, you know, snide comments in the trailer for the season. So, <laughs> there you know, I'm ready for some agony. And, and you, know, you know, the funny thing is, and I was thinking about this as you were discussing that, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording tonight. There, there's been so many changes from the books to the TV show, both in story and in character development and in interactions in the characters, almost to the point now where to me, they're two totally different stories and they're pulling elements from it for the TV show. But I am so much less concerned now, or I should say maybe confused even on on how the characters are dealing with each other. um, Because I've never gotten the true sense of how, how much of a tightly knit group they were from the books to the TV show. And so now I'm, I'm kind of like discounting all that stuff about the T about the books and taking the TV show on face value now. So I'm not even using mm-hmm. that as a backstory for myself anymore because there's so many changes and I just can't, can't reconcile some of that with, with each other. So, you know, the way they're dealing with this and the way they're going to get over this, this stumbling block with Naomi um, is going to be really intriguing to see how they deal with this. Right. And I mean, that's always how I've tried to view the show, because I, even though considering the things we've discussed for the episode, Mm -hmm. I do generally try and keep them separate in my head to avoid disappointment, because like I've mentioned in other episodes and like in posts on Tumblr and things like that, there are things that people want from this show that they're not going to get, whether it's from the books or not, like or something they made up there's a good chance you're going to have to sacrifice your favorite things or the favorite details. You know, people really wanted that past the salt scene when Amos is just like, Oh, you two are playing hide the weasel. But (laughs) at the same time, the version we got was also very good Mm -hmm. um, and very funny and very well done. So it's like, 
even if you don't get what you want, there's a chance you're going to get something that's either better or something you love just as much. And so for me, part of the ways that I keep my head up about, you know, losing things I appreciate or whatever from the books is telling myself this is a separate thing. You'll get other things you love. And hopefully the things that they do instead will be enough for you to reconcile it, reconcile losing those things that you thought were important. Yeah, no, good way to put it. Now, uh, in the show notes here, I, you have a clarification that you want to school us on, I guess, because we were blatantly wrong, or at least, you know, oh. not not discussing <laughs> things properly. Um, so, so, so give us some clarification on what we discussed about the Razorback. Well, I think I think Andrea did end up hitting it in the episode, but while you guys were trying to figure it out, I was internally screaming at my computer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I literally was just like <laughs> sitting here going, guys, guys, guys. And I knew you couldn't hear me, and so it was awful. But basically, <laughs> the the markings on the side of the of the razor bag, it's the history of flight. Oh, okay. Um, you know, see, yeah, I so never it, saw the details in that, to tell you the truth. I knew they were there. I knew there was something <laughs> on it. I didn't pause yeah. it to look at what they were. Yeah, if you look at it, it goes from the Wrights Brothers airplane all the way up to the Razorback. Oh, that's awesome. The Razorback is the last, is the top ship. Um, it's very cool. Um, I think I picked up on it while I was watching it, but I think it's also the writers had like, tweeted something about it and they were like oh yeah, they did. look for this later yeah and um i forgot about that and i was watching I was like oh that's pretty neat and i was like wait a second i think that was uh hinted at before <laughs> um very cool but yeah so if if anyone's interested though however you weren't wrong the um sponsors are also on there they're just on a different spot they're on the nose. You can see it when they're like going in. You can see like a bunch of their sponsors on the ship. So you weren't wrong. The sponsors are on there. Lou gets a point. What's that? Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Lou gets a point. <laughs> yeah, you do get bonus. You do get bonus points for that. So. No, I think it's very cool. They have the history of flight. I, I, I want to find a, a good, clear picture of those to kind of see what they what they thought were the I milestones. I actually have one. Do I you? can get you. Yeah, it'd be great because I'd like to see what they yeah. what they thought were the milestones in, in aviation or space. Uh, yeah, it's you know, really cool. That's awesome. Mm. Very cool. Now, what did you think of the look of the Razorback? Because um, I, I don't remember if you discussed it, but a lot bigger than you. <laughs> Listen, it ain't no belt or scrap heap, okay? <laughs> it's it's rich, it's paid for, it's got to look slick. No, I, th I thought slick. the look of it in the show was incredible. I thought they did a great job mm. with it. Um, and you know, it, I just said I try to try not to compare the book to the TV show anymore, but I do in this case mm. because that's all I had to go on was was my head view of what this ship looked like, and I'm like. Wow, it's much bigger than I thought it was going to be for a for, for a racing yacht, you know, a racing pinnace. You got to fit um, all that stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in the book, they said that you know she couldn't fit inside in her suit, right? So, right. You know, that was one thing. But um, yeah, yeah, I thought I'm, they did I'm a great job with it. The to... whole cockpit thing was a total yeah. departure from what I thought, but it was awesome. I thought it did that really, really well. Mm -hmm. And and now I suppose I got to let you guys gush a little bit because I'm going to be really jealous for the next couple <laughs> well, minutes. I'm I'm excited to see it parked next to a ship rather than in a ship so i can actually like mm. see with my eyes 
a size comparison. Yeah, true, true. Um, because it's 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 kind of tricky. I mean, you might be able to figure it out when looking at the Guanshin, but I think it'll be easier if it's parked next to something. I'd like to see it parked next to something. I'd like to see what it looks like next to another <laughs> ship. <laughs> so you well. know. <laughs> Um, so also that blue goo, that yeah. blue goo. Yeah, I wonder where that's gonna go. I can't wait to talk about that when that comes <laughs> up later on. <laughs> I really wanted the spill of beans last time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where they're gonna go with it. So we'll, let, we'll, we, wait, we'll wait and see. We can't, we can't touch it. No, we it. can't. We can't touch it. Well, you, de- you definitely can't touch the blue goo. Come on. Well, yeah, you can't touch that. Not, not, not without but gloves. <laughs> we can't. We also can't figuratively touch no, that. We can't. Not we yet. Can't. There is an episode title where I think we will be allowed to, but we are not there yet. See, I'm not even, I'm not even looking at you. Know, see, it's funny because you guys mentioned that the, the writers have tweeted about the markings on the Razorback and in, in, in titles and stuff. I, I like to stay free of that kind of thing. So I don't even look at the writer's yeah. stuff on Twitter because so, I don't want to get anything spoiled for me because I'm, so, yeah. I'm so excited that things are fresh and new for me because it's so different than the books. and I'm, I'm just excited about right. those little things. Um, yeah. So I don't even know I mean, the upcoming titles. Luckily, most of them have nothing to do with actual plot details as far as you know. A lot of them are military terms this time around, okay, especially good. for the rest of Caliban's war. Mm-hmm. There was one that made me laugh, and it wasn't the one we're discussing now. It made me laugh because the book Rossi crew would be so pleased <laughs> to see the name of this episode because it's all they ever wanted, and they never got it in the books. So it made me laugh to see it. Um, we all had a good giggle about it on Tumblr. Uh, every like it was very funny because I posted a joke post about it. Everyone's like, oh my God, I had the same thought. So I'm interested to see what you think when you see the title of that episode. Okay, cool. So I think you'll get a kick out of it too. Awesome. Uh, so now you guys had a little bit of an excursion that you got to do some special stuff that I'm really yes. jealous of. And, I, 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 and as much as I don't want to hear about it, because I'll be more jealous, I, I, I want to hear about it. So why don't you guys start talking about th- what you guys got to experience? Well, um, when we went to set, there there was no plan of what we were going to do. We, we thought we were just going to watch somebody shoot a scene, um, and that was about it. Um, so one of the biggest surprises that we actually got was that Bob arranged, Bob, which is a visual effects um producer um he set up for us the ability to go and try out the razorback before anybody else could so we were able to sit down um right where vasarala and bobby were sitting down and they actually um turned it on and allowed us to take a ride on it like a roller coaster. And it was so much fun and it was so amazing. It was really nice going through the process of them walking us into the, um, the Razorback, sitting us down, showing us how we were going to be strapped in. Um, it was incredible. I have to thank everybody in that crew because they were so nice. They, they, explained a lot of it they showed us the simulation of how we were turning and how we were moving while we were um getting that experience and it was a lot of fun it it was great and we might be showing a video of the actual movements of the razorback soon and some pictures i am so jealous it was fun (laughs) now let me ask you guys this you mentioned that the 
you know, the chairs were, were tilting and tumbling and giving you a feel like you were in the Razorback. Was there any visual for you to see what you were doing or was it just the actual sitting in the seats of the actual set and just feeling them move, you know, backward and, and side to side and that kind of stuff? Shannon, do you want to go? Well, that's all uh, digitally created. So we were just in the practical set. It is a okay. practical set. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was one thing that surprised me when you guys showed me the pictures. You know, there was the two seats forward and backward like they showed them in the episode. And Shannon, you were in the front seat and Andrew was in the back seat. Um, and, and, and they moved in, in synchronous, you know, in synchronicity. Mm-hmm. When they moved, they both tilted the back, they both tilted the side to side. Um, and I was I was surprised because I didn't think that was a real practical set the way they had done that. It, it was it, it was cool, beautifully constructed. It was great. It felt like you were an actual ship, and it light up. So that was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> because awesome! When they started, Even better. They turned up everything, and they were gonna start the simulation. Everything lit up blue. We were like, okay, this is a real deal. We're going somewhere. <laughs> it That's was awesome. Yeah. They um leading up to it. We've been asked multiple times, no skirts and closed shoes. Uh, yeah. And they would not they would not tell us why. Um until we got there and awesome. we, we're we're going in, they're like, Okay, we're gonna go. And apparently a lot of people knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. We were the uh third and fourth people to use the razorback, the first and second being obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sheree and Frankie. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting in it and they were just like, they kept turning it up because they just kept letting us go. Oh, uh, they, they wanted to just give they us just the whole kept, entire experience. Yeah. So they were like, they looked at each other and then they looked at us. They're like, you want to go a hundred? <laughs> and we're like, do we? They were like, they were like, Frankie and Sheree wanted to go to a hundred. And we're like, all right, we'll go, we'll go for a hundred. <laughs> so awesome. it's very fun. Um, so we started off really short and really slow. And then we did the whole thing. It was very fast. It's a lot of fun. Um, especially because, you know, the seats do tilt uh, for, you know, whatever direction and force of gravity that you're getting from thrust. And we um, tilted. It was so much tilt. Crazy. So much tilt, and everyone was laughing. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's very and cool. Like, let let me put it this way: so, like, I'm short, but I am by no means like a small person. Um, and I was a little anxious about it going in, and you know, one of the um, one of the uh, what I forget the word I'm looking for. Uh, the practical effects people was just like, no, 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 it, it it's built to be good. You will be good. And so I was like anxious until I got in, you know, they built that thing Mm -hmm. very well. Um, So I, I was super like impressed. Um, I can't even fit on rides at Universal, (laughs) but I was able to like, you know, ride the Razorback and that was insane. And, you know, having to keep it deep, deep down in my soul has been a very difficult (laughs) thing to do. You know, nothing about that video that you guys let me take a glimpse of that hopefully we can post on on Twitter something pretty soon. Um, Nothing about that struck me as being a flimsy set. It looked like it was, oh, no. you know, aerospace quality, yeah. <laughs> you know, seat from a, yeah. from a rocket ship that you would expect. Um, it moved smoothly. You guys look like you were strapped in nice and tight. There wasn't no chance yeah. of falling out. It, 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 no, it looked like everything actually, a spaceship should be. 
Yeah, they yeah. they were very thorough with everything that they were doing. Like from the moment we entered the construction site where the Razorback was to when we were strapped in to when we were um, removed from the actual seats, like everybody was so on point and it was so nice to see how caring everybody was mm-hmm. for the whole entire experience. It was really, truly remarkable to be able to do that. And, and it was a special thing for us. So I was really happy about that. That's really yeah, cool. And I, uh, after the sevens, I wrote uh, a metric ton of thank you notes <laughs> um, for the cast and, and, you know, Bob. And one of the things I did was I wrote a thank you note for, I believe I addressed it to the Razorback pit crew. Um, so uh, because it, it was really great. Um, it wasn't something that they weren't working that day. So, you know, they came in to do this for us and, you know, it was such an incredible experience and they were so nice and accommodating and they really wanted to make sure we were comfortable and that we were having fun. So, you know, it's something I'm probably going to be grateful for, for a very, for like probably a very long time, not because it's something that not many people get to do, but because of, you know, the whole, every interaction surrounding it, the whole process um, it was just an amazing thing to do for two people who showed up on set that day. Yeah. Very That's memorable. awesome. That's very awesome. Yeah. Hopefully more of us get to do that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> get um, your own ship, Lou. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to need to. And the, the next gracious. bigger ship um, it, Now, it, anything else you wanted to add about the episode that, would, that we didn't cover um, in our episode, Shannon? Um, I'm, I'm taking some... Some quick peeks at my at my at notes, notes here. Yep. Oh, I'll, I have a quick fun one. Um, I was a little upset that Stephen's name is no longer over a straight. That was the funniest thing to me in the opening credits, and they moved him to like the beginning, which brings up some questions for me later when things start to happen. But. I was at the same time very distraught because I was like, that was my favorite inside joke about this show. And now it's gone. <laughs> I, I will have to live with that. I'm more angry about that than any change. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll let it go. Um, <laughs> uh, again, Alex's message will probably haunt me for forever. Um, especially having read the comic. Um, and it's very different from the book. It's a lot more heartfelt. Um, from, and it's because of big changes to his backstory that I won't necessarily go into yet. Um, so I'm really grateful they gave him this. I also shout out to, uh, the show for finally giving Holden his first F-bomb. Um, <laughs> the, the, and it was very funny cause the way they censored it, it was pretty bad. But then when I watched it on iTunes, I was like, wait, so they use that word to replace that word. How is that better? Because mm. <laughs> I'm sure you remember from the live broadcast what he said. And so when I was watching it on iTunes, I had to stop and go, oh, oh, that's that's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's much worse. Thank you. You know what's funny um, is that going off of that, I have tweeted that I was living for the F-bombs in the episode, mm-hmm. but... That was a space thing. It wasn't a sci-fi thing. And a lot of people were like, where are you listening to that from? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Mm. you guys can't hear what we hear. Yeah. So not only that, they further censored it 
than they did last season because it's on at nine o'clock now. Right. Instead um, of being at so 10. It, yep. It because it's rules. prime time. Yep. It has to meet uh, different censorship rules because it's now prime time instead of late prime time. Right. So that's why Avasarala was um, said freaking and they changed one of her lines because um, I know somebody from the show tweeted how confused they were. The line was changed and it took me like a minute. I was like, oh, that's right. It's nine o'clock now. Yep. Um, but again, that being said, Avasarala said freaking Holden was given just another curse word. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> it was just very funny it, that we went is, from that to that. Right. It, it is funny how they changed it up based on. You know, where it's shown, what time it's shown, mm-hmm. whether it's on iTunes or on broadcast television or it's a screener for the press. Because um, that was one of the things that it, when we were getting the screeners last year, is you look through me like, well, oh, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not watching broadcast TV. I can yeah. say that. And, <laughs> yep. and, and yet, I mean, stuff that's done today on television isn't what it was done 10 years ago. So it, it's funny how things right. evolve and we get more and more. But um, yeah. one last um, thing I want to get your impression oh, okay. on before we go into some of the feedback because sure. I think he had some feedback for us or maybe it was you Shannon um, the changing of the name of the ship okay <laughs> um so I think it's just because circumstances have changed from the book to the show mm-hmm. um I think that's part of it um I, I didn't get a chance to fully think about it I didn't think I was going to be asked specifically about it <laughs> Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. I, I wasn't as bothered as like deeply. I was hurt deeply. I was hurt, but I wasn't as bothered by it as I know you were. Um, I was very bothered by it. I know you were, um, <laughs> but I think it's you know they are literally in the middle of a war zone. Um, I think it's smart of Holden to want to hide the ship. Um, just like Naomi's wanting to protect them is taking them to Tycho, Holden's version of protecting them is just hiding, hiding the ship. Right. Um, turning everything off because as he said to Prax when he was talking about tilting at windmills, he said it's nice to let go of all that. And I think by at this moment, because I'm sure we are getting the Rasinante back, I am certain it's not gonna stay the Pinus Contorta. Um <laughs> but I think right now he's letting go by changing the name. It's also letting go of James, Captain James Holden, letting go of the Rocinante. It's we're going to hide. We're going to protect ourselves. I want to protect myself right now. So I'm going to project that and protect us. So here we are. Pinus Contorta. Um, I think the, the meaning of it is very beautiful. Prax's oh, yeah. explanation of it was very good, especially to Naomi. I think that was incredibly important to have that conversation between him and Naomi and the fact that she would rather ask him for a name than her crewmates or her, you know, lover. Um, right. Yeah. That was my other thing too. I'm so, thinking about not only am I mad, they changed the name of the ship. They asked the new guy to name it. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> Come on. But no. Lots of, lots of meaning there, but yeah. you know, for a name, it's not only beautiful, but the meaning of it is beautiful. Yeah. It so, does mean a lot and it does make it, it makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, um, and I and think we're gonna with, get Ross and Ante back, so I'm not too. Yeah, I think we all upset. agreed that last time too. But but I think you're right though, Shannon. With, with all the changes in the storyline, they don't have that home base they had before. They they weren't mm-hmm. under the protection of Fred Johnson like they were in the book. Yep. So it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. Yeah. We're gonna get it back eventually. Like so. like Amos said, you know, we're not a family. We're a bunch of people who drew lucky straws on the can. Like, yeah. 
right now the Rocinante is not the Rocinante. Right. Yeah. So better to just be, yeah. I mean, we'll get there. I know we'll get there. <laughs> I have faith we will get there. Um, I'm more interested in, you know, the prospect of another ship that we might be seeing soon based on that final scene with Drummer and Fred. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the Nauvoo back and yep. it will not be the Nauvoo. That's dun, right. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm very excited <laughs> of the prospect, not only at, as someone who, who thinks she knows where it's going, because we now know that's not, you can't, you can't assume what's coming. Right. Anymore. We can't. Yeah. But the prospect of just considering their interactions and, and Fred saying they need something for the belt. Um, I'm very excited about the prospect of this storyline of, Let's retrieve the Nauvoo and make it something for us. I'm very excited. Awesome. Also, Kara G is a badass. <laughs> um, now, do we want to add any feedback? Do we get anything additional that we want to put in here um, quickly, or do we want to save this for the next episode, our next full um, episode? Let's do it for this one. I'll just give this is, again, this is a bonus episode, so just give bonus shout-outs to the fans um i'll let shannon do it um because my mouth really hurts from my extraction (laughs) i i will say i will say fun fact uh all these tweets came in while i was still at blizzard arena so my phone was blowing up and i could not look at it i am proud of every single fan (laughs) i kept well i mean the issue for me was i couldn't watch it Right. So I was getting spoiled by all of these tweets. Good, good. You so I had to. It. <laughs> Whoa! What did I do? I was on vacation, which, by the way, I desperately needed. And Overwatch League is awesome. Um, right, let's go with the shout out. So, yeah, don't worry, I'm getting there. Uh, so Jennifer Haggis said that. Oh, by the way, our question was, uh, what was everyone's favorite moments of the episode? So. Jennifer Haggis said, I'm all about drummer tonight. That final Can I Finish My Drink was just perfection. Busty Shackelford said, mine was Alex's heartbreaker of a message home. Imagine sending that not knowing how it's received. Joy, anger, or both. He tried to do it right, but he still needs forgiveness. Uh, MD Sforza said, the detail of every little item, like Julie's visualized message uh, to May's backpack, shows the thought and love the Expanse team puts in every episode. And Kittle said, hitch your tits and pucker up. It's time to feel the, it's actually time to peel the paint. Uh, has to be right up there. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's always good to have a feedback. We love to hear that. Keep it coming to us. Um, all good stuff. Uh, now, at this point, I, I think we're going to be done with this episode. Unless you guys have anything burning you want to add in, we'll call it a night and um, get this posted. Okay, so um, in the end here, Eric usually runs through the ending stuff here, but I'll run through it quickly for us. So you can find us online, uh, email, best way to get a hold of all of us, uh, type beam at randomchatter.com. That goes to all the hosts. On Twitter, you can find us. Uh, we are at the type beam. Uh, for the show itself, for Random Chatter, we're at Random Chatter. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm my handle, just my name, it's at Lou Secchi, L-O-U-S-E-C-K-I. Uh, Shannon, where can they find you? I am at Shankbeezy on pretty much everything awesome and andrea you can find me at cats bears that's k-a-t-z-b-e-a-r-z you can also find us on instagram we do have a random chatter uh, account there on instagram just random chatter um, of course you can go to randomchatter.com to find all of our shows and anything you need to know about us is probably out there 
Um, spread the word about the show. If you have other f- uh, friends that like the the expanse and want to share this podcast with them, we'd love it if you did that. You can leave reviews wherever you find uh, your downloads for this. Um, social media, just word of mouth is a great way to do that as well. Uh, we also love some financial support. Um, to keep the lights on around here, we do have a Patreon perks that we have out there um probably the best perk we have right now is one dollar a month get you into our discord channel where we have i think at last count over 70 channels to discuss everything from photography to shows to new tv shows we just added uh, lost in space last night to our discord channel which I'm, I'm excited about too um you can find out more about that by going to patreon.com slash random chatter uh the music you hear in the show is ursa minor by cell dweller and all trademarks are owned by their respective owners Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.